This is surely the main problem of the 20th century. Is it permissible merely to carry out orders and commit one's conscience to someone else's keeping? Can a man do without ideas of his own about good and evil and merely derive them from the printed instructions and verbal orders of his superiors? Oaths, those solemn pledges pronounced with a tremor in the voice and intended to defend the people against evildoers. See how easily they can be misdirected to the service of evildoers and against the people. That is a quote from the Gulag Archipelago by the author Alexander Solhenitsyn, who was a Russian born in the 20th century and who lived through one of the most brutal regimes that there is knowable of, of at least in modern times, of, of just how many people died, how many people suffered, and how, I guess, the, a whole system was created to ensure that as many people as possible were entrapped in this thing. So, uh, this book was published in 1973 and it goes over the history of the, I guess, Soviet era in between 1918 to 1956. So, this was when the communists took power in Russia and started implementing their own rules and regulations and whatnot. This is an expose of, of that system and in particular focused on the gulags, the camps and the the forced labor that went into them now he was a political prisoner so he was basically arrested after the war in 1943 i believe and he was thrown into this camp where for merely writing a a bad thing about stalin to a personal friend of his and this letter got inter uh, intercepted and he was chucked into the jail he was known as a, a 58 or fi he was one of the 58ers which is due to the Article 58, which concerned all the political uh, jailings. So, this was for obstruction. This was for saying bad things, trying to dismantle the Communist Party, whatever it was, basically bullshit. And he got thrown in for eight years, were, was committed during this time, uh, was eventually released and then exiled for a bit in a, in a just like out of the way town in, in the middle of the Russian tundra. Finally, writing these uh, a couple of different books. This is the book he's probably most well known for, as well as the uh, Day in the Life of uh, Ivan Dzvenajic, something like that. And yeah, this book tells of his experiences, of the experiences of other people in, in the Gulag system, and I guess just the general overview of it. So, what are some of the themes? Well, basically, he drives it down to the lack of integrity and the responsibility of, of individuals. And so, he's got a very famous quote that goes something like this. The line that divides good and evil cuts through the heart of, of every human being. So, when he's talking about that, he's talking about that each person has a, a responsibility, a duty to, I suppose, manage where that line sits in their own heart. You're never going to be able to fully push it one way or the other. There's always going to be like a spark of evil in you, no matter how good you are, or a, a spark of good in you, no matter how evil you are. And he, I think, believes in, in or believed in general that the way this whole system was created was because people weren't taking enough individual responsibility for their actions. And that is what resulted in this just tremendous waste of human life, of, of human flourishing as well. 
The incentives of a system that create madding, maddening illogical behaviors and patterns. So one of the things that I really noticed while reading this book was, I suppose, the combination of, of two other books that I've read, which was The Double Think of 1984, that concept, as well as the, I just guess, bizarreness of The Trial by Franz Kafka, in which a, a man is arrested and has no idea what he's being actually arrested for or put on trial for. And the the whole system they had was, I guess, a combination of of many, many, many things. But as you read through the book, you start to get a feel for what it actually was. And it was not just the physical torture and deprivation that they all had to endure, but the psychological aspects as well, which were things like being arrested in the middle of the night, uh, having to sign confessions, sign things saying that you'd you yes, you did intrigue, uh, indeed plot and intrigue against the the communist party. Yes, indeed you are a wrecker. Yes, indeed blah blah blah, and you would sell out your friends. You would sell out anyone. Basically, do anything to make the pain that you were experiencing in that moment, the 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 suffering, the torture, whatever it was, go away. Understandable, but he talks about people in the book who managed to resist that and who were so firm in their determination in their ethics and their morality that they would not give way under such conditions. The truth was fundamentally warped and twisted. And you can see this in particular examples such as common thieves who would rob and rape and steal and pillage, whatever it was. But they knew that as long as they did it for on, on private property, not against the actual state, but against individuals, that was just a like a lenient. They're they're, they're actually helping the system because they're taking down the bourgeoisie. They're they're helping to destroy the kulaks and actually they're redistributing the wealth. That sort of thing, which was I guess a, a central tenant of the of the communist regime in, in those in those days. He found that human nature, the desire for love, sex, justice, was was stronger than all, but it was very very tested. So. He, he has lots of examples in the camps of, of people giving way to the worst aspects of themselves, but also, I guess, enlightening and nobling themselves to the, the higher aspects. And no matter how much the authorities, the camp leaders, the, um, yeah, I guess like the KGB, uh, they had a different name back then, but no matter how much they tried to stamp it out, this, this the innate humanness of people and, and treat them like they were and well they did treat them like they were rubbish like they were garbage but the people themselves didn't automatically assume that same treatment and then assume that oh i am indeed garbage i am indeed rubbish no there was people who held on who didn't waver who didn't sign anything who refused to go along with the system and sadly enough probably most of them died but there were a select few who managed to survive as well so I guess it just it goes to show that when you put a human to the test, an individual, you never really know what's going to come out of them. And so you shouldn't probably discount anyone from being able to do anything. You shouldn't put someone past being redeemable when there is still a chance and even an iota of a chance that they might be able to, I guess, find that that divinity in them and and make themselves into a better person the ascent 
and descent of humanity in the camps is very linked to the same concept. And most souls were already primed for corruption before they actually got in there. So he found that of the people who went in, because of the system that was set up before it, they were already willing to, I guess, be corrupted by what was happening in the camps. So when he's talking about this, he's talking about people stealing food from other people, from someone who's dying, not helping them lend them a hand, but taking the clothes off of their back, of becoming stoolies, people who would snitch and report on other prisoners to give them longer sentences to help alleviate their own sentence or not even alleviate their own sentence, but just get some small benefits such as an extra ration of bread or working in the in the mill instead of out in the open or whatever it was. So one of the things I guess the book is trying to ask is, is there an overall redemption or is it solely for the individual? And for me, I, I don't actually have an answer for that. I, I don't have a position on whether I think humanity is is inherently good or bad in in this case i think it really does just depend on the individual and what a person is capable of depends on their own circumstances and how they were raised and i guess just where they are in that particular moment of their life so can can it be redeemed can people in the camps can humanity as a whole uh going through that experience can we say that this is like the greatest parts of humanity and the worst parts combined which it definitely was i think it's a better question to ask is what sort of how many people were able to make it through the system and what type of mind tricks what type of psych psychological aspects did they have that allowed them to do it because people of all races genders body types whatever were put into these camps and it didn't seem like, oh, yeah, you know, it's this one group of the ones who were the immaculate, the the pure, who came out of it better than they went in, who were able to endure the suffering and and not become disheartened, black, blackened with fury, tainted. They, they came out of it purer and more nobler than they actually went in. Some of my own personal observations is an overall tragedy. Like, there's nothing you can really say about it. As you read the book, you just go deeper and deeper into just how bad it is. Uh, I should mention this is the abridged version, so it's not the full three volumes that I, I read. And it's probably the closest, at least psychologically, to, to hell that I've, I've ever read and potentially even physically as well with the stuff that they were having to endure in the cold, in the uh, just like without medicine, without food, without water, just absolute deprivation i i yeah it, it leaves you speechless at points and i guess how they created this like what what made it so tragic well because many people in many different times in human history have had terrible terrible things to happen but what was so particular about this i think for me it was i guess the the betrayal of of loved ones that they had to endure and i guess like the non-caring that they had to put on so that they weren't seen by other people as oh you know that his wife was a, a political prisoner and he actually cared a lot about her so he must be in cahoots with her and blah 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 so they had to betray their loved ones the ineptitude of powerful people i guess that's a common occurrence but in this case the inept ineptitude was combined with malice and, cru and cruelty of just a, a an unbelievable order 
the denial of reality of the whole system in regards to what was actually happening. People would just make up numbers, report them. Those numbers would be altered again and reported all the way up to the top. It was just a whole construction of lies. The the shock of the arrest, the forces, uh, the farce of the interrogation and the brutality of torture and punishment, like this all just combines to make this absolute hell. Uh, yeah, there's no other way of putting it. As for the actual book, the writing style alternates between compassionate stories, between unimaginable cruelty, unanswered rage, comedic sarcasm, and just some plain facts in, in different places. I really like that he, he switches between a lot of different things. So he'll tell a story of like a Russian peasant woman, then he'll bring it back to some uh, statistics of, of what happened. Throughout the whole thing, you do feel this underlying just rage, this, I guess, impotent rage in that he really couldn't do anything, which funnily enough, through this book, he, he actually had a humongous impact on society and uh, at least the Western world. And I, I, I think even in the Soviet Union, it eventually got released and written in Russian and it, it, it had a big impact as well. People couldn't deny what happened after reading this. Like it was, it was so shocking. It was so, it was so well written. It was so just packed full of, of emotion and it captured something that was undeniable, even though the whole system was built around denying things, you know? So uh, that, that was, uh, I guess, just what the writing style is, is, is very good. And it's not something normally I've, I've, there's probably a pretty unique book in this, in the sense of how he switches between lots of different things. And even then I'm not, you can read in different parts of the book where, because it's an abridged volume, this is like one third of, of the actual whole works. So they've skipped out different parts here and there and, there's whole chapters just taken away. There's chapters which have been modified and, and whatnot. So, uh, even with all of that, the the jerky style of it, I suppose, it, it still is a masterpiece. And, uh, you know, this is just the abridged version. I read this whole thing and I didn't come away thinking, you know what, the however many, 500, whatever, 480 pages, 450 pages, wasn't too short. I came out of it wanting to know more, even though it, I, I can definitely say it's not pleasant reading. There's something about it that, that really captures something unique and uh, memorable in the book. So in summary, this is a horrifying, but I believe essential book. One of the things I believe that most people would really get out of this is, is the knowledge of just how bad it can get for a human being and how we created this. This is, wasn't caused by external circumstances. This wasn't caused by a volcano or global warming or whatever it is. No, this was caused by people acting together and doing things, implementing things in a manner that allowed for the brutality, the suffering, the depravity uh, and cruelness, which affected millions and millions of people. I don't know the, the full numbers of how many people were implemented into these camps, how many died in them. i have heard something between 15 to 30 million and that includes i suppose like the starving and deprivation of of peasants in transport and and all these other things in the book he goes through every aspect of the whole process the the trains to the camps the how they were uh, filled what you would do in your labor how you slept how you ate everything in, is contained in this book and it's 
it's it's very hard to read it's very very hard to read um both for the psychological aspect of what they went through and the physical aspect of what they went through now i wouldn't say it's it's horrifying in the sense of a book like american psycho which is very vivid right in your face with the the scenes of murder of gore of blood of, of rape of whatever this is more like a dull pain and ache that lasts throughout the whole book a, a rage a dull rage that is unanswered is is uncontested and that it's it's just his experience and i think he he managed to capture his experience and then bring in the experiences of other to produce what is just a masterpiece it, it truly is so uh, i'm going to rate the book it's it's not based on my pleasure or my, or my enjoyment of reading it but what i believe the book can provide to not only myself but i guess society as a whole so i'm giving it an eight and a half out of ten the gulag archipelago abridged version by alexander sohanishin very hard name to say and What's some pragmatic things I'm going to take from this? Well, one is just an affirmation of my own thoughts that it an individual is is responsible for for their actions, and these actions, while small, can have a compounding effect on all the people you know, and it sort of spreads, radiates out to society as a whole. So, I need to be more aware of what I am doing, what are the things I believe, and become more clear with my own morality and and places where I would say to myself, no, I wouldn't go beyond that point. No, I wouldn't do that. And realize that it's it's a stepwise process. It's a gradual thing. It's not like you just get put to the test very suddenly. It's more, no, you oh, just sell out this little person here. Just say something bad about them. And then next thing you know, you're denouncing your own mother for for being a, a traitor to the Communist Party and whatnot. So uh, that's that's one pragmatic thing I'm taking from it. The other is, of course, I'm going to read the full three volumes uh, the abridged version is is fantastic in that it it's readable. It's it's a short short enough book, and even then, it's still four hundred and fifty something pages long. But it gives you the sense of what is fully contained within the full three volumes. And I I want to read the full thing. I want to really experience what it was that Solzhenitsyn had to say about this whole as a whole, not just you know a third of it as I got in this book. So. That's it for today. Uh, if you enjoyed, if you didn't enjoy this review, leave a comment on the YouTube. If you are listening via Spotify or podcast, if you could leave a review for the Mere Mortals crew, that would be excellent. And yeah, if you have any suggestions for books that I could read, that I should read, that I must read, uh, leave them somewhere. I'll get to it. Any of the social media is fine. And I'm going to leave it there for today. Karen out.